This is AgriPulse Daybreak West for Thursday, March 3rd. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. California studies ag haulers. SGMA frustration mounts. Time to open the CRP. And Buta Judge defends electric vehicle focus. State Fund's first ever study of ag haulers. CDFA, along with labor, transportation, and business agencies, is commissioning research into issues in the agricultural trucking workforce. The study will involve surveys and in-depth interviews with at least 500 drivers and address recruitment, retention, and pandemic impacts. An economic sociologist from the University of Pennsylvania will lead the effort in partnership with labor centers at UC Berkeley Davis and Merced. The research team will hear from agriculture shippers as well as trucking carriers and will visit processing facilities and packing plants. The final report to the Newsom administration will include a set of policy recommendations. According to CDFA Secretary Karen Ross, the study will, quote, help explore ways to make those jobs more desirable. We'll also offer a a comparison to broader state and federal issues in the trucking industry. The nation's ongoing supply chain crisis has continued to elevate the trucking issues with the Newsom and Biden administrations. Water managers urge patience with SGMA. Aaron Fukuda is frustrated with the discussions in Sacramento over reforming water rights. Fakuda, who manages the two-layer irrigation district and leads a local groundwater sustainability agency, the GSA, explained his concerns to the State Board of Food and Agriculture that during a meeting this week on the Sustainable Groundwater Management Act, he was specifically pushing back on a new white paper from a group of scholars that encourages the legislature to revise the state's water laws to better account for drought and climate change. Fukuda argued that opening up water rights for fully appropriated streams would divert critical resources from sustainability projects to instead cover court fees. That, in my mind, is a bad place to be. He explained that GSAs are already functioning on tight margins. The GSA is usually a one-person operation or two. If you're lucky, maybe you get three and a bunch of consultants. The problem with the white paper, he said, is that the authors have never managed a molecule in their lives. Fakuda added that he cannot catch a breath before some other issue comes up like this one. He reasoned that water managers need stability and that districts are already using those water rights to better manage climate impacts. Economist, CRP is a relief valve to Ukraine crisis. A leading U.S. ag economist thinks the Biden administration may have to open up the conservation reserve program to cropping this year because of grain shortages that could result from the crisis in Ukraine. University of Illinois economist Scott Irwin said in a series of tweets yesterday, I am convinced it's going to be the biggest supply shock to global grain markets in my lifetime. He added the world, quote, desperately needs additional acres for grain production in 22. Only policy lever that I can think of in the hands of the government is to open up the Conservation Reserve Program for cropping on a one-year emergency basis. There's about 22 million acres enrolled in CRP, a heavy concentration of the upper Midwest and the Plain States. All of that anger at one time was cropland.
Well, the USDA currently conducting a general sign-up for the program, but any new acreage won't come into the program until the fall. Now, in response to Irwin, a Kansas farmer said his CRP acreage is environmentally sensitive, and he also said that currently it's bone dry. Much of the central and the southern plains is under moderate to extreme drought conditions. Why it matters? Well, the situation in the Black Sea, where many ports and grain warehouses are shuttered, is continuing to royal U.S. futures. It did yesterday. The May contract for hard red winter wheat uh, at the Kansas City Board of Trade, 1078 a bushel, up 75 cents for the day. Similarly, the Chicago Board of Trade's May price for soft red winter wheat closed 1059 a bushel, also 75 cents higher. Key Senator sees tariffs on Russian goods. Lawmakers are coming up with several new ways to punish Russia for its increasingly violent invasion of Ukraine. One example, Senate Finance Committee Chairman Ron Wyden, the Oregon Democrat, proposing a bill allowing the U.S. to raise tariffs on Russian goods by revoking Russia's permanent normal trade relations status. Now keep in mind, Russia doesn't export much in the way of ag or food products to the U.S., Russia shipped about $69 million worth of snack food, tree nuts, vegetable oil, and dairy products during 2019. The U.S. used to export some poultry to Russia, but that ended in 2014. Russia, reacting to U.S. sanctions over its invasion of Crimea, banned U.S. ag commodities. Judge defends electric vehicle push. The Biden administration came under criticism at a Senate hearing yesterday for pushing ahead with the deployment of electric vehicle infrastructure over expanding biofuel usage. Senator Joni Ernst, the Iowa Republican, told Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg the administration isn't taking into account the carbon emissions from building electric vehicles and then powering them with electricity produced by fossil fuels. Buttigieg defended the administration's focus on electric vehicles, said the administration's also pushing for the development of sustainable aviation fuel. That's a biofuel that can be made from a variety of feedstocks. Buttigieg says electric vehicles still have lower carbon emissions than conventional vehicles, even if the power is generated from fossil fuels. Consumer Brand says it can afford to pay $9 million to settle Washington case. The Consumer Brands Association says its strong balance sheet means the food manufacturers group can pay $9 million and settle a long-running case involving campaign finance violations in Washington state. Over the past several years, Consumer Brands has rebuilt its membership, sustainably grown at its annual revenue, and earned the confidence of the industry. At the word of CBA President and CEO Jeff Freeman, he said that confidence leads to a strong balance sheet that empowers the association to settle the Washington case and make investments in new industry programs. CBA and the state announced an agreement yesterday to settle the litigation. It'll pay the state $6 million and give $1.5 million each to two state anti-hunger groups, Food Lifeline and Northwest Harvest. You can read the full report at agripulse.com. Finally, here's today's He Said It. I have never moved a molecule in my life. That Derek Kirk, supervisor in the Governor's Office of Business and Economic Development, confessing he is an outsider to water management. 
He was responding to Aaron Fukuda's criticism of water lawyers who've never managed water. Well, that's Daybreak West for this Thursday, March 3rd. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak West, I'm Jeff Nally.